You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Paul Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday, you guys. We made some moves these week, this, this week, once <laughs> hard, and I'm very excited about it. So let's get into it. Let's discuss, because I feel like this team in general, we've always been a bit jaded. I think we're jaded just as people, because the world can be the world sometimes. But yeah. as Cowboys fans, this front office has done a bunch of dangling carrots in front of our faces. And especially when it comes to free agency, my gosh, like any and all big name players are pretty consistently in the mouths of Cowboys front office or Cowboys fans or in the Cowboys you know, news circles. But this year, the team finally made some moves, especially when it become, when it comes to the secondary. I was personally pretty impressed. I mean, Meg, where are you at? Because I feel like of all the jaded fans, you have teetered on the edge of being one of the most at times. Just <laughs> have been so die hard for longer than a lot of um our friends are you shocked still are you relieved are you happy with them or where's your head at I am I'm shocked honestly I think I've said this like multiple times and I don't think I will stop saying it because they just keep doing smart things and I'm like wow this is incredible um but yeah I mean I think we knew that they were going to make a hard push to sign Hankins and really shore up that um, run blocking and all that good stuff. So when they did it, I was like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> and losing Carlos Watkins was kind of a bummer, but like the real pressing issue was getting um, Hankins signed and they managed to do that. We got our big boy, couldn't be happier. Love to see that we were able to get a lot of these guys on good deals. Um, and that's just going to help us, like, in the future when we're signing, you know, those bigger contracts with uh, Micah and uh, Trayvon. So, hey, things are looking up. And I, I was – people were, like, talking down about, like, you know, they didn't think a couple of these guys were going to re-sign. They were, like, they're going to get more money elsewhere. But I like to think that a lot of these guys see the fact that they can win with this team and they're, they're the guys are making win-now moves and the fact that they have – that guy DQ as their defensive coordinator and he's stuck around and he really sees something in this defense. I think that's a huge factor as to why these guys 
um, are, you know, signing these team friendly deals. Yeah. I mean, I feel like <clears throat> the Cowboys is one of the unique teams that's able to get more team friendly deals because of the fact that they bring a lot of value above and beyond what their actual, you know, on the field play is. But I was surprised. Um, I, I do have to say, I was a little surprised that one of the team friendly deals has not involved Zeke Elliott yet. I know. Well, and so what was it they were saying this week? Um, you know, that they, they're hopeful that they could maybe get him back. I was like, that is such a weird move. It's it makes a lot of sense because like, you know what, they were paying him $16 million. Yeah. Something like that. Or like, at least that's what the rest of his deal is worth like yearly or something like that. Okay. I'm, I'm not the numbers guy. We know this. This is, this is Kelsey's territory. This is pretty much anyone else's territory, but mine either way. <laughs> I think they saw the fact that they could, you know, just say like, go test the market and see what happens. And like, we can still do right by you if you want to come back and like take the deal that we, that we want. Do you buy and, that narrative that they like were doing it out of respect? Like that was, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> that was what Stephen Jones was saying. Like, he's like, you know, any great player, like the DeMarcus wears, you know, the Emmett Smith, like the guys that we've had to quote, like let go and like, let go test the market because they deserve it. Like, <clears throat> I honestly am not sure that I buy that either because I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, maybe I take things too personally, but yeah, same. I just, cause I remember the DeMarcus Ware cut. I was with the team working there full time. And like, I remember that just being like this shocking moment for the entire building. And, yeah. and, and then, you know, he goes off and like wins a Super Bowl, And it's like, well, if you respected him, then you would have paid him because you knew he was still worthy and he proved you he was still worthy. Yeah. I mean, I think it's convenient for them to be able to um, talk about DeMarcus Ware and talk about Emmett Smith, you know, and be like, well, we loved them. Like every, they like to say we love them or like they were our guys or whatever. And I'm like, they were our guys as the fans. They were our guys. Like they were your players and like, you do have to kind of run a business that way. So I'm not like totally faulting them, but I just, it makes me read between the lines a little bit when they talk like that, because like, I'm sure they do have respect for Ezekiel Elliott, but they're also like not enough to like do something that's not going to benefit us, you know, in the long run, which, you know, in the, long run it could benefit the fans too but it's just like one of those things where i don't totally buy the you know we only did this because we have so much respect for you no you did this because you wanted to pay him a lot less and he wasn't right. going to take that based on what he was making at this current time or the current um whatever contract that he had um so yeah you go test the market and see what you're going to get from these these other teams and then can we offer you what we want to offer you. Yeah. I wonder what, I can't remember what the number was, um, but I wonder what it was that, you know, they're throwing out there for him. Cause I know also like, I don't know if they ever said, I know they also they came just out. Kind of teased it. Yeah. Like they were saying like they wanted to do, he was willing to do like a team friendly deal. And I wonder what that figure was, you know, because 
he wants to be here. Dak wants him to be here. You know, everyone wants him to be here. So I don't know. I'm curious as to what that would look like numerically and what that would actually genuinely take. That's a great question. Honestly, I, I, I know there's been interest from other teams. Um, I can't. I, I know he wants to get a running uh, RB1 contract. I don't know that he's going to find that. And then is that just kind of a realization moment? Um, but I could also see him being like, well, I'll even take something less from a different team because I'm kind of mad how all this all happened. Like, I don't know. Do you feel confident <clears throat> in having Tony Pollard take on Zeke's touches? Because that was something that they talked about in in league meetings, and they were like, you know, we've we think obviously with the new guard coming in, and then obviously look with Tony Pollard, he'll be taking up a lot of those touches, and you know, but you lose you lose Dalton Schultz in a tight end, you know, just offensively, yeah. it's a totally different team. So what is that actually going to look like? It's going to be one of those things where. Sure. Do I think that he could take Ezekiel Elliott's touches? Yeah. But the thing is, who's taking Tony Pollard's touches? Because I don't know that you have someone that is like you're – we talked about a one-two punch a lot last year. A lot of people just like to pretend that wasn't a thing, but it was. And like, sure, give him even more touches, whatever. But you need to have some guy that's going to be able to carry the load as an RB2. Sure running back by committee, whatever, I hear you. But, like, the caliber of, like, the running back you have behind your RB1 is kind of important. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, will they – that's why I'm, like, now Now that we have made these moves that we've made, I'm not, you know, like, can you make up for it in the draft? I don't know. I'm more interested to find that out with a running back than I am with a wide receiver. So I'm glad they're, you know, they made the move to get Brandon Cooks. And, you know, even if they wanted to do a little more here for that on in free agency. But, um, yeah, it's – Tony Pollard, can he take the touches? Yeah. But he's going to need someone to step up a lot behind him. And I'm not sure that who we have this current moment is going to be the remedy for that. Right. Yeah. I definitely think it's going to be a unique challenge um, with different players in the room. And I know there's, you know, he was a big locker room presence. I think that's why, like, bringing in the veterans that um, McCarthy did, just despite the fact that they're on the other side of the ball, is yeah. a solid move because it shows that, you know, there are genuine investments being made and these are good guys, it sounds like, that, they feel confident they're going to bring a lot to locker room because, you know, realistically, it's a holistic view. You need both sides of the ball to be firing on all cylinders, and you need there to be the cohesiveness. You need there to be the leadership. You need there to be, you know, the buy-in. And, um, you know, I think that I can't imagine the locker room, how they feel after, you know, a season, a couple seasons like they have where you're like, man, like, we had every reason to do it, right? And, you know, I know how we as fans feel. I can't imagine how they feel. 
So I guess to me, like I would, I want, I'm, I would be curious, like as to the overarching sentiments in the locker room, because I feel like they probably are thinking this was, you know, some of these things that they've made changes about with the play calling and switching up the coordinators and, you know, having to lose some important pieces. Like they may not be happy about them, but at least there might be some semblance of reassurance or hope that this team is genuinely making solid moves, whether they agree with them or not, to try to win a championship. Yeah, I I mean, I really do feel like they are making those win now moves um, in the free agency, which we're obviously not used to seeing. Um, I think we all know that. So it's kind of like, do we trust you right now? I don't know. Um, but, you know, the draft is usually where they feel like they, you know, get the most bang for their buck. So with those two things combined, like that's, it's a pretty impressive off season for the Cowboys right now. Yeah. I don't know if I go as far as to give them an A yet, but, no. I, but I will give them a higher grade than maybe I have in the years past. But, like let's, I can, you know, I love to draw back on like things I've said before on this podcast. Um, I definitely gave them an F last year. So <laughs> above an F I think is an improvement. Yes, I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. So, so they're probably about a C-plus right now, and if they do well in the draft, we can uh, elevate that as needed. Yes, for sure. Um, so a couple other things that I you know, kind of want to touch base on that I felt like were big deals, at least on the interwebs, was the fact that they are yet again – more number changes that can be made in the NFL. So um, <laughs> this feels like a good time to remind you guys that um, I used to date an equipment manager. <laughs> Just kidding. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I couldn't go with I couldn't go without doing it. But um, you know, I say I say that jokingly, but for real, it was like really easy for a long time to tell what position you were dealing with and like you had like a set run of numbers that could be used for a set position group. Like that was just like how it is. Well, that is quickly, very quickly changing. And now you can add zero to the mix. And I need to know, in your opinion, are you going to let Micah Parsons switch out and wear zero? Um, I think that's not what we should do. Um. <laughs> Let's remember, this is not the same scenario by any means, but remember when like Jalen Smith switched to nine and that really made everyone mad? Hate. I hated that. That's like, that would be like that on like a, like times a hundred. Why? Well, he is like one of the top selling jerseys for the Dallas Cowboys. You have all these people with Micah Parsons 11, like that's your brand at this point. Um, I think it behooves you to kind of stick with that I get the fun like I know he was like I want to be agent zero like I see the fun in that for him right um, and the, the rendering that he posted was like pretty badass I'm not gonna lie oh um, I missed that I was on Instagram yeah he <laughs> he posted it oh my um, god <laughs> it looks, it looks pretty great but um I don't know like for for example, like Curse, I know, like responded. And he was like, "No, that's going to be me." Pretty much, like that would make more sense. 
because no offense to curse and a lot of people should be getting his jersey because like that man's a beast and like he's a he rides so hard for this team I think that's going to be a name that people are going to talk about for you know years to come as, as like part of Cowboys history but you're talking about like such a front facing guy for the Cowboys like switching your number when like everybody and their mom has your jersey already like I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the vibe, even though it would be be pretty badass. But what if Dak switches number to zero? (laughs) No, he can't do that. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) Um, Too many people be talking about his rank amongst quarterbacks and they're just going to be like, nah, he's zero. Oh, then he'd be leaning. Or like call him a zero. And I don't like I don't like that. I think about everything. And that just that wouldn't be good for him. I appreciate the fact that you're thinking about branding from a player's perspective. Uh, you've you've uh, gotten to my brain. You're so. welcome. But also, <laughs> while I totally hear that, I think I was more upset about Dalen Smith taking nine because I was like, "Bro, you aren't you're not Tony. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's just like right. Like there's like a, a level of respect that needs to that put is put on like numbers around here, and I'm sure anywhere. And like, yeah, and like no one was upset with Micah for taking 11. Like, they weren't like, oh, Cole Beasley's legacy. Oh my right. God. <laughs> yeah, like we could probably use a better taste in our mouth after that, honestly. Yeah. So, commentary from him. Do the 11 white right, man. Yeah. So, well, we did, we did love these. Um, yeah, I know. I just like, but I, I also like feel like zero is a number that's a cool number and it shouldn't just go to like a rookie or someone, you know? That's so true. But so, that's why I would be on board with curse, but it would be super badass if he was zero. Like I get it, but can we, like <laughs> at least offer the people a trade in or something for their jerseys. <laughs> yeah. That, that's actually smart. That could be something where you do like a charity trade in or something. Yeah. Like, I mean, at, at some point it becomes kind of like the retro, like Micah, like, cause you know, Kobe changed his number. Not that I'm calling him Kobe, but like he changed his number one. few few times twice well no he changed yeah. it once okay um either way he changed his number so has it been done before is there precedent for like a front-facing player on a team yeah but like you could also be this is again not the same so don't even don't even say it but like Dirk Nowitzki kept 41 and like that's such a random number and now that number is like everyone uses it on everything in Dallas. Like it is, that's Dirk, Dirk 41. Like that's a whole thing. So, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Again, I've got my branding brain on here. I can see the merit in the, in the zero and I can see it being super badass for him, but someone needs to take it for sure. But the Micah thing might cause a stir that I, uh, that would be like, I don't know. It would be really. Uh, what am I trying to say? It would cause too much of a stir. I mean, there people talk about us all the time. Anyways, I don't want to hear this hotly debated on every show. Like, oh, he switched numbers. Like, I don't. I don't want to hear about it. Alternative option: he could take the two elevens and connect them and make a zero. That's what you could do. If you own a Micah jersey and he switches. You can just That's true. connect the dots and call it good. That would be um, Kelsey wearing a napkin for Brett Maher level, but yeah. 100%. But like, I'm just saying, like, sometimes these, like, 
these the t-shirts that were sold out in the parking lots of the of the of the dead income for the dead um the grateful dead shows are almost as as expensive as the actual ones sold inside the doors so like you could be a mo you could be a part of cowboys history this is your time solution based decision making kids that's what i'm here for pivot if you will yeah <laughs> but either way it'll be fun and we're not talking about like being pissed off about offloading a uh wide receiver one this offseason so like this is fine with me <laughs> well one thing that's not fine that i want to get your final thoughts on um dak prescott and his interceptions was a major issue last year i mean he had 17 interceptions 15 in the regular season they made a switch at quarterback coach um you know, it it was a problem. And a lot of those, unfortunately, didn't have a, a pretty big hand in, in adjusting the, the trajectory of the game. So I think that um, in league meetings this week, Mike McCarthy went through and talked about how they did this exercise with um, the new coach, Scott, and they they literally did a deep dive film session into all of the interceptions and then also the almost interceptions and went through conversations around decision-making, what was he thinking, um, all of those types of things. Do you feel confident that with the switch at play calling, the switch at quarterback coach, doing exercises like that and reviewing all of those mistakes and potential mistakes, that Dak will be better in 2023? Okay, so I read... We, when we talked about this being a topic, you sent me an article. I couldn't figure out who wrote it because it was like poetry. So if you haven't read the Dallas.com, DallasCowboys.com article about, um, you know, Dax interceptions and like their plan for it with Mike McCarthy, definitely do it. Um, whoever wrote it, and that was impressive. Nice. They like talked through the numbers of like, you know, he wants – He's done, it's been 30 years. It's like he had 17 interceptions. This this year, he's going to play 20 games or whatever, which means he'd be going to the Super Bowl. Um, like, that was, that was an impressive line of thinking, and I appreciated it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a huge focus. Scott is going to have to, you know, I I'm curious. Obviously, he's been around the team. I'm sure he has a good relationship with Dak. Like, I don't know a lot of people that don't. Um, curious what his plan for that is, but the man needs to get out of his own head, I think, is really that the end of the, like, where that really goes. Um, I like that they are focusing on it. Um, I think, you know, last year we talked about how their big focus on the offseason was, um, you know, flags and penalties, and I think they did a good job of at least, you know, bringing that number down quite a bit, um, especially on the defensive side, but, or, and O-line, like, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It's obviously a problem. Like, let's all be very clear about that, but I don't think it's an unsolvable problem. And like the fact that they are, you know, putting stuff in place to like, help him out and honestly brandon cooks and stuff like that those kind of moves are going to help him out too and like when you shore up 
you know, your O-liner, if you add a little extra help at running back, or if you, you know, give him a little more, give him another target at wide receiver, like Gallup being better, like fully next year would be a helpful thing too. Like there's a lot of factors that are going to, you know, go his way next year. So just to make sure that he's ready for that challenge. And I'm sure that's, that's an internal thing. It's also an external thing. So I like that we're, that we're focusing on it in a positive way, instead of hearing about the number over and over again until I'm blue in the face. I remember that there was this um, at Valley Ranch, this green, this like augmented reality room that they built and basically like you went through and it was largely used by the quarterbacks and they would they would put these like goggles on you or something like that and and basically it would like kind of walk you through like, like plays and whatnot and situations i wonder if they still have that in the new facility because i remember that was like a tactic for obviously trying to you know, keep things as tight as possible Ooh, I don't know. I don't either. <clears throat> but I feel like for me, that's a, good, like, that's a good question, though. I just feel like the quarterback position is such a mental position that any and all additional reps are going to be important. You know, I I think it's you know I'm sure it wasn't the best, and I think I'm sure it was kind of painful. But I actually like am really glad they did that. I. I feel like it's going to take a lot more than just that to make him not have the interceptions that he had this past year. But I do feel like it's a positive start in the right direction. How's that for my optimism? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like that's something that you have spoken about at length, you know, because um, the, the sports psychology people can like, I think psychology in general, some people are like, Oh, that's like, not real, whatever it really is. And like, when he really hones in on that stuff, like, I feel like it is so positive for him. Um, so I'm, there's, there's definitely ways to mitigate that. He doesn't have to be doomed to be a Brett Favre that just chunks up the ball and like gets interceptions all the time, right. whether he gets into the hall of fame or not. Right. <clears throat> so I don't know. I feel like we feel uh oddly optimistic at this point in the off season which is uh refreshing for i think both of us to be quite frank it really is i love it i'm I'm pleased i am too i have to say i'm very pleased so feel like steps in the right direction all good things and um i mean mostly good things we feel we feel at least a thumbs up. Maybe not two thumbs up, but a thumbs up. Yeah. And you know what? That's a fine place to be. We'll take it. All right, guys. Well, <clears throat> as you can probably hear, unfortunately, I'm sorry. I think my allergies or something got the best of me. Um, so please forgive the nasally bit. I feel like I can hear. Um, but we do appreciate you joining us. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Blog and Boys podcast or your podcast so that Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Also, come hang out with Meg and I on social media. I'm on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles, and Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. And the most important thing to remember no matter what you do, no matter where you are, there are 
a few words that we would like to leave you with. And those are Dallas forever, Philly for never. Birds are not real. The only good thing about that city is Wawa. Bye, guys. <laughs>